Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, all seven rounds in heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as part of the Armchair Media Network. High-level NFL officials are preparing to do the NFL Draft April 23rd to 25th virtually from their home away from their facilities it is i rob paul aka a graduate of five star lineman academy and with me as always is aj bob is in gm beast mode marchese uh nfl draft pajama party let's do it both the both the jokes i put in that intro aj didn't understand either of them Today, we're going to be counting down our top 10 edge prospects in the 2020 NFL Draft and previewing the AFC South's draft plans. Let's hit it. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Going out to Vegas, maybe. Looking for a young or a 2 don't draft a running back on the first day. Don't draft a running back on the second day. Maybe draft one on the third. Or don't. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. The perfect hire can have an impact on your business for years to come. So when you need to find that next person to grow your business, LinkedIn Jobs will match the right talent with your open role fast. LinkedIn has over 675 million members worldwide. LinkedIn Jobs screens candidates with the hard and soft skills you're looking for, so you can hire the right person fast. Things like collaboration, creativity, adaptability. LinkedIn looks beyond the work skills and puts your job post in front of qualified candidates who match your business requirements perfectly. That's how LinkedIn makes sure your job post is seen by the people you want to hire. People with the skills, qualifications, and other interests that will help your business grow. It's no wonder a person is hired every 8 seconds with LinkedIn and why companies rated LinkedIn Jobs number one hiring platform for delivering quality hires. Find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay them or you can pay what you want and them what you want, really. Uh, but you can pay LinkedIn Jobs what you want you get the $50 I'm messing this up get the first $50 off I'm not going to retry read this ad it's too many words just visit linkedin.com slash team again that's linkedin.com slash team to get $50 off your first job post terms and conditions apply oh, god damn that was hard to read too many words ads are written weird too not, not just them just the format of an ad it's written weird that's my take Ads are strange, Rob. Why do we have them? I don't know. I'm not making any money off this. Someone <laughs> is. It's just not us. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're going to talk edge rushers, uh, which means we're going to be talking about the best player in the NFL draft and then not a great class. It's okay. 
it's fine. It's I like I like the day, like middle to late day two options. I I don't have like a sleeper guy I'm really in love with to be honest, or a deep guy I'm really in love with. Me neither. But yeah, that 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 yeah, that middle late day two feels really heavy. I actually I actually totally agree with you. It's just after it, after yeah. the first two guys, like I don't even know if a third edge rusher gets in the first round. Uh yeah, I know. I like I I do have three first round grades. Me, me too, but you know, like obviously, uh, the AJ Epinesa thing. We're gonna be higher on him than the league, I'm sure. Yeah, I, exactly. Like if you were to ask me right now, I say it's only the two. That go and like if it's the third, it's like Zach Bond if you have him as an edge. Which he has said he's not an edge, so I'm not counting him as an edge. I have him in my rankings. Why? Uh, he has said multiple times he's an off ball linebacker, said at the senior bowl, said at the combine that he's an off ball linebacker. He also weighs two hundred and thirty eight pounds. Rob, it's not up to him. Okay, but at the same time he weighs two hundred and thirty eight pounds. I, I know. We can get into him uh more next week. I'm fine. Uh, we'll I'm just, um, I just, I, I just firmly um, don't respect you. Thanks, and I never will. And it has nothing to do with Zach Bond. <laughs> I'm glad you finally admitted it. That's get, get all out in the open here. No, but Josh Uche and Zach Bond, I think you can put them. It's kind of up to the evaluator how you prefer to see them. Yeah, um, yeah I think like both. Obviously, I think they're both suited to be a true hybrid. That's yeah, like yeah, I, th- I think so too. Like neither of them is gonna be a classic edge rusher, and nope. even though Bond is said he wants to be out, but like he's not gonna be, be playing like a Thomas Davis esque will linebacker no. role, right? No. So I, I have both of them in my rankings. They're both in my top ten. You'll see where they are later. Brag because I don't have Bond. You're bragging. I have him as a <laughs> linebacker, uh, but so- I do have Josh Uche here. But point being, uh, yeah, after those first two guys, it's um, pretty wide open who will be the third. I, I can't imagine a third pass rusher doesn't go in the first round just because it's such a big position of need around the league and are, yeah. are like one of the three, four most important positions in football. Someone's going to get picked. Yeah, if I were to bet, it's, it's Gross Matos. I agree, even though I don't see him there. Um, Me neither. But, it like, again, you look, I think maybe the third round we I might end up, or, yeah, I guess, like, middle, uh, second round to the middle of the third round, potentially, we might have a little bit of a run on some of these guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but none of them are, like, you're not seeing consistent Pro Bowl guys outside of those, just maybe the first two guys. Yeah, and, like, I have questions... Like, even the guys I like in the second round, I have pretty big questions about them. Oh, of course, yeah. No, it's, um, and it's kind of, it's interesting because my guys from the range of my, I don't know, sixth edge rusher to my, like, 12th mm-hmm. are all between 50 and 100 on my board. For me, I, I go, like, like, my four to my eight are kind of second round guys to me, so, like, I, I, I like that part, but again, those guys got questions. And then, like, yeah, nine nine to thirteen are uh, are third round guys for me. Yeah, and then like like you said, there's nobody on day three who I'm absolutely ready to bang the table for. As like last year, for example, um, we were in love with Max Crosby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's no there's no Max Crosby to me in this class. No, and uh, a lot of the guys you're betting on on day three, it's like you're choosing between. Um, athletic upside or 
tape production. And there's nobody who has kind of that mixture of both, which is obviously what a guy like Max Crosby had. Yeah, like I, I got a couple guys, I don't know, like four or five guys in the fourth round that like I, I don't mind them. Yeah, I think. But, but like you're not like this is my guy type feel. Yeah, my, my value pick uh, comes from that group just because I like to go outside my top ten. But Same. Yeah, and and again, like I said, to my 13th guy is a late third-round guy, so I, I, don't know, I like to go a bit deeper. But even then, lots of questions about him. So. Yeah, not not a great group, but we do have Chase Young. It's true. Thank gosh. It feels like we always have this one stud edge rusher, generally speaking. Ne- mm-hmm. Next year, it looks like it could be Gregory uh, Russo, Russo from Miami, and then the year mm-hmm. after, Kevon Thibodeau. So, rock and roll, it's, baby. It's already uh, set. <laughs> Uh, but obviously, let's talk highest floor. Um, I'm assuming Chase Young is the answer for both highest floor and highest ceiling for both of us. And for best bet, if we want to jump the gun even further. And, and we shall. Yeah, okay, we got that out of the way. Let, let's do our Chase Young talk here, Rob. Okay, show's yours, AJ. You're in charge. <laughs> Rob, you cannot mention Chase Young again after this, this little period. Well, I'll give you two and a half minutes. Go ahead. Okay, Chase Young. Six, Time's up. S- shut up. 6'5", 264. Uh, I don't have his athletic numbers, so I might not be able to give him the number one player in my class. Shut up. I was, Watch the I tape. was going to do that bit. <laughs> what, you, we still got the bit where we can be like, he didn't show up in big games because just look at the box score. Brother, Stupid. look at the tape. Yeah, I saw too many like of his like number one knock being, didn't show up in the Clemson game. I'm like, watch that game. I think Daniel Jeremiah, because I like to repurpose his, um, his takes, I think he said this week on Twitter that uh, you can just tell someone didn't watch the tape if they say Chase Young didn't show up in the big games. I, I know someone who's a colleague of Daniel Jeremiah's that said that, but I'm not going to say who, who they are. Was it, was it Uncle Charlie Casserly? No, it was, it was someone that we respect. Chad Ruder? No, it was it was Lance, but I don't want to shut him, oh. shut him out. Anyways, I don't respect anyone more than Charlie Casserly. Just so that, the record is straight. The, you know what I realized? <laughs> if you ever watch NFL Network and Casserly does is like he does a similar thing to us. We do our first couple picks in our mock drafts. My delivery is so similar to Charlie's, and it's it's uh, I'm very happy about it. I don't know what that means, but okay, compare yourself to a guy who is a GM of an NFL team that won a Super Bowl. No, no, I mean nonsensical rambling. Oh, okay, yeah, that's you for days. <laughs> Look at us talking about Chase Young. Uh, okay, Chase Young's basically, if you put um, the Bosa brothers' dominant hand use and technique into the frame of a Jadevian Clowney type, mm-hmm. now he's not, I don't think he's as explosive as a Clowney or a Miles Garrett, but... Because he's so technically sound, like he's a more technically sound pass rusher than Clowney was coming out. Yeah, um, it makes up for some of that. And like, yeah, he didn't test at the combine. It doesn't matter. Nick Bosa tested last year and like ran a four eight four, and people were worried, which is insane because his tenure was sick. And that's all I care about. Chase Young doesn't have a slow first step, so I'm not worried about that. No, not at all. Then, um, then you mix in how dominant he is with his hands, and he uses his length so well. He's got the Bosa brothers' um, double swipe move. He's yeah. got the flexibility. Like, if, if you were to look for one thing, like, maybe he's not the most bendy athlete, but he's still got enough bend. Yep, for sure. I mean, 
Like I and, and like like he's technically sound, but he's got a lot of room to grow as a pass rusher, which I think is fucking scary. Mm-hmm. And then when you look at him from a run game perspective, he is so powerful at the point of attack. He consistently yeah. sets the edge. He's rarely playing out of position as a run defender. Um, he also plays with a huge motor. Like yeah. there's not one thing where I'm like, like remember, okay, if you look at Clowney, remember his um, his junior year, people were concerned that effort effort. And Miles Garrett, the, which it, I think it was kind of more uh, absurd when people said it about Miles Garrett, but it was said it was effort too. And I don't think like Chase Young had his best year in his draft eligible year. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's really not a lot of holes to uh, to poke with him. Uh, he took he, he took over every game he was in, whether the box yeah. score shows it or not. There was so often. Where, like the Michigan State game, for example, I think on three different occasions, because of pressure he was putting on, someone else picked up a sack. Mm-hmm. Man, he, he just makes it makes everything look so easy. Like, he's a pure natural at the position, if I've ever seen one. Yeah, know? which is, like, similar to what we thought about Nick Bosa last year, where it's like he just does everything so technically sound. Mm-hmm. And now Chase Young's a longer Nick Bosa. And no, I don't think like Nick Bosa is the best leverage player I think I've ever seen, and like Chase Young isn't there. But Chase Young's hand use, it, it, although again not on the same level as Nick Bosa, quite it's not far behind. And then you put it into that that frame, um, yeah, like he could put he could put more weight on if he wanted. Yeah, no, for sure, because he's 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 built pretty lean, and like like, like I said, what he's six five two sixty five ish. Like he could put ten more yeah. pounds on. I'm sure. Yeah, no, for sure. Okay, I'll ask you. Like, do, who do you have graded higher, Young or Bosa, from last year? Nick. I knew you were gonna ask me. Yeah, and I made a note in my head to put it in my notes, their grades, yeah. and then I forgot. <laughs> Fuck. So I, I so I think I have Bosa slightly ahead, to be honest. But I, I think his Chase Young ceiling is higher. I think that's a good take. I do think Nick Bosa had a higher floor. Like, yeah. again, if you're really nitpicking here uh but young definitely has the higher ceiling just because that frame that mm-hmm. length i think he's a bit of a better athlete not that nick Bosa is a poor athlete nick Bosa within 10 yards a great athlete um and bosa's floor being higher because i think again better leverage player and yep. better hand use but that's not to say yeah i have nick bosa the tiniest ounce higher you know what? Let, let me say something. I, I've seen people try to knock Young a bit, not not too often, but trying to find knocks. One of the things they say is is maybe not the most aware player and maybe not the best football IQ, which I disagree with. Too. I, that's because I I, I I don't totally grasp that because when, when talking edge rusher, um, in terms of like IQ and awareness, I look to the run game a lot of the time, mm-hmm. and he's like rarely he is sucked in and out of position and not setting the edge like he's a good edge setter yeah no for sure and like even in the passing game throwing the i think it was the indiana game early in the game uh indiana runs a little screen and chase young's right out there to defend it reads it quick like i i don't have an issue with that either so yeah i i mean he's maybe not gonna have the exact dominant rookie year that nick bosa had because bosa was on a defensive line that also had yeah. armstead buckner um d ford obviously so if and Chase, but at the same time if he ends up in washington he's on a uh in a front seven that's gonna have Jerome Payne, jonathan allen ryan kerrigan montez sweat so 
in theory, yeah, they're in theory, he's not going to face a lot of double teams either. And as you saw on call on his tape in college at Ohio State, when he wasn't double teamed, he was in the backfield. Yeah, <laughs> again, it's just he makes it look so crazy easy. Um, I, I, you you lock him in for rookie of the year, Rob? Oh, defensive rookie of the year. Oh, if if like I were to bet on it, yeah, yeah, I think it, you'd be like you'd be silly not to bet on him. Like even though the draft hasn't happened and we're stupid far away and all this stuff, it's just he is. Uh, he's like I said, he's like Nick Bosa in a JD Clowney frame. Yeah. No, he's scary. And, like, like, yeah, I don't know. His hand, his hands are really good. You know what else he does great with his hands? He just, can, like, he always, like, controlling the wrists, which I kind of love. It just makes it so much, his job so much easier. Mm-hmm. His hands are quick. They're heavy. Yeah. Um, and, and they're consistent. He's, he's got multiple moves. He it, it's, it's pretty impressive that he's as developed a pass rusher as he is. Because I feel like a lot of the time with – a guy like Chase Young, when you, when you're a big recruit, you're yeah. always the biggest guy, most athletic guy uh, in high school, and you're just dominating. Like, like let's say like a clowny, you don't necessarily develop every move because you don't have to. It's kind of like basketball where maybe you don't mm-hmm. develop a three point shot because you can get to the rim every time. Yeah. Um, and and I think it's pretty wild that Chase Young is so developed as a pass rusher with technique, hand use, multiple uh, moves in the repertoire. Um, and I think that's partially because of uh, the like playing at Ohio State, where uh, Larry Larry Johnson Senior is like the best defensive line coach in the country, and I think having him and having Nick Bosa there, like it all just came together perfectly for Chase Young to develop into this, a combination of freak but technically sound freak, which it's a rare combination. Yeah, no, I agree, and I think the Clowney compare like comparison's good too because. Like we said, he he came into the NFL and hasn't put up giant sack numbers, but he's still been a really solid player. Um, where Chase Young is obviously more developed as a pass rusher, so he has that capability to put up those numbers early. I think so. Yeah. Um, who between Clowney, uh, Young, and Miles Garrett? I know like we weren't evaluating then, but uh, like obviously we we watched them all. Who, who, in your eyes, was the most dominant? Uh, okay, it, it's hard for me not to say Clowney because of his last game in killing Michigan single-handedly, right? Mm-hmm. And Miles Garrett, I, I felt like like I watched him, but I, I didn't like really appreciate him when he was in college for some reason. Texas A&M, uh, it, was, it was, I don't know, Te- Texas A&M, that was a weird stretch of college football when they were, like, who they were. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. So if I were to if I were to rank them again, I don't have actual reports on two of these guys. You don't have to rank. Like I don't, I don't know. It's it's just like the no, differences. Yeah, no, I, I would say Clowney, Young, and then Garrett for me personally. I think kind of when I look back at it, when Clowney was on, he was the most dominant. Miles mm-hmm. Garrett was just the most fluid. Might be the wrong word, but just natural, maybe. Yeah, yeah, inconsistent. Yeah, Garrett was the most natural. Clowney, when he was on, was the most dominant. And Chase Young's kind of on the in-between of it. Yeah. But but I think Chase Young's the most technically sound of those three. Yeah, I agree. So, pretty wild that uh, we've been uh, lucky enough to see these guys. And then, like I said, we get Russo and uh, Thibodeau next year, or in the next two years. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and while we're here, I might as well say it. I think Kayvon Thibodeau is the best freshman edge rusher I've I've seen in the last couple of years. Uh, yeah, me too. I think I can easily say that. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so that checks off highest floor, high ceiling, and best bet. <laughs> uh, let's jump to value pick, where uh, you mentioned we're both going to be picking guys outside of our top ten. That feels like a good rule for value pick. Yeah, I, I, like unless it's a guy that I know I'm higher on than the league is, then maybe I'll try to sneak him in there on you. But yeah, no, that, I think that's fair too. Because you, yeah. Anyway, who who do you got here? I, I got Alex Highsmith from Charlotte. Okay, so he's a guy who could go higher than we think, but I think yeah. he's a good pick here. Um, the reason I think he could go high, higher than maybe we have him is because the class is very clumped together in that back of day two, early day three spots. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he, he had one of the better combines. And then obviously he, he uh, although Lord competition level was dominant at that level yeah and like he's he's i think my edge number 15 i got him in the mid fourth round so he's not too far from that that cluster about where i have him yeah like you said um pretty dominant charlotte he was a walk on too which i think is really cool um uh, he's not super long or anything he's what is he he's uh six six, three two two forty eight yeah i got it sorry sorry, height guy (laughs) <laughs> but I think he's another guy that has the frame to add some weight. Not not major weight, but I think he can get stronger. Um, you know what's kind of weird? He played the majority of his snaps standing up, but I think his get-off is even quicker when his hand is in the dirt. And he's got a really good get-off. Um, solid bend. Like, Lyman with the heavier punches can stuff him, stand him up. But I think I think his game's pretty much quickness. Um, hands are pretty good. It, like, I think there's a lot to build on there. And like you said, had a, had a nice combine. Um, tested well. I... I think he's like he's like like there's a lot to build on and he's not incredibly unsafe in the fourth round if that's fair because I, I find a lot of these developmental uh, pass rush guys that with the athletic upside are just like some of them are just like okay they're either their, out their of the tape's not or, great yeah yeah I mean, they're out of the league in the year or what no I, I agree yeah it's like oh, I don't want to throw a guy under the bus but anyway. <laughs> But yeah, there's guys where they they like I went back to the tape because the combine was so good, and it's like no, this tape just isn't it. But with Alex Highsmith, it's like it, it very much he is put up. Uh, I I would say he's a lock to be a top one fifty pick and potentially mm-hmm. get into the third round even just because it's class. No, I agree. Uh okay. Mine is also in a similar way where this guy could end up in the third round. But he's not in my top ten edge rushers, and it's just because I think the the back end of this group's kind of all over the place. I'm gonna go with Khalid Kareem from Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he's more of a uh, a safe guy where I think you get him in the yeah. fourth round, he's gonna be a really good run defender. Yeah, he's not the the greatest athlete in the world. He's not gonna he doesn't have the greatest bend as a pass rusher. Um, he he can he can provide some pass rush with by winning with leverage and he's got pretty strong hands but you're you're gonna at least have a role for him as a rotational edge uh edge player because he's such a good run defender consistently sets the edge really strong at the uh at the point of attack he's got a good frame um 
I just think he he's just kind of like uh, when we were talking to um, Richard Lawrence last week when we were saying he's like kind of a yeah. lunch pail guy. That's how I feel about Khalid Cream. And I, I I usually like those guys that in the fourth round where you're you just know he's gonna stick on the roster. No, that's a good pick. I also have a mid fourth round grade on him. And like you said, I love his size. I like almost six four two sixty eight. Plus he's got thirty four inch arms and eighty four inch wingspan. Big old mitts for hands too, which I uh, like, especially in the run game. Like it's not a big deal, but it's it's nice. Like you said, he uses length so well. He's so stout against the run. Yeah, I feel like he's a guy that you get around there and uh, just gonna be a solid, solid, solid run defender in the league for a while. Just seems like I hate it, but he seems like a guy the Ravens are gonna take, and then he's gonna be good, and then <laughs> he's they're gonna let him walk in free agency in four years, and they're gonna get a comp pick and do it again. Yeah, and then he'll he'll probably come back to Baltimore. Yeah. Um, okay, sleeper. So my sleeper again. I, I don't have. There's super no in deep no sleeper. one no one who really like you don't you don't have a lot of conviction on right. That's how I yeah feel. yeah no exactly like it's a guy in the late sixth round, but I, I kind of some intriguing traits smaller guy though I went with I think we talked about him a lot in the summer, and I think you were higher on him than I was. Uh, Tipa Nalei from Utah State. Yep. That's a good pick. Six. Six four two, uh, almost six five, which is interesting. Two thirty five only. Uh, I, with that frame, you could easily put some weight on that. And he, he obviously TCU transfer got kicked out, went to uh, Utah State. So I think just getting him to the NFL weight room on the late day three pick, letting him bulk up a bit, which I think is one of his obviously biggest knocks. He needs to get stronger. He gets watched in the run game a lot, mm-hmm. even by tight ends. But I mean, can make some of those quickness. Uh, you know, just where he doesn't let the guy get stand on him and. Finds a tackle. Well, plays. even even if you're taking him, like he could also go undrafted just because the off field stuff too. Um, yeah, for sure. If you're you're ending up with him, and you add like 10, 15, 20 pounds to him, you can you can find a situational pass rush role for a guy yeah. like him because of the the explosive first step because of the natural bend and and yeah. he's obviously got length. Um, he's exactly. definitely of the guys in the like late day three that potentially undrafted because, like I said, he's definitely got the most upside. I would say. Yeah. No, I fully agree. It's just, yeah, it, it, like lots of issues with him, but that athleticism and that first step are very, very interesting. Uh, for me, to no surprise, um, my sleeper is Carter Coughlin <laughs> because we've come this far. So why stop now? Um, honestly. Okay, I was I was like pretty in on Carter Coughlin. If you listen to uh, show from I think both the summer and through the season a bit too, <laughs> the beginning of the season at least. Yeah. yeah, and then he kind of faded, and you watched some of the 2019 tape, and he didn't really take the step you hope. And he didn't have a very good Senior Bowl, but then he tested pretty well. Yeah. Um, one of the in a not athletic edge group, one of the more athletic guys. Um, and then you like on tape, like there's no doubt he's got a big motor. Um, he's he, he's pretty good with his hands. He's not very mm-hmm. long though. He's not the most powerful guy. Um, he can get washed in the run game big time. Uh, but I think you can get him uh, probably mid to late day three. Yep. And he's more of a hybrid than he is a true edge. And yep. I think he's going to add special teams upside as well. Oh, there we go. Mm-hmm. First reference in the show, baby. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm thinking this is a John Simon type of, <laughs> of guy, and I love John Simon. John Simon, as an Ohio State fan, John Simon was one of my favorite players ever. I, I like Carter Coughlin. I have a mid-six on him. Yeah, uh, like, I, I think if, if he's, like, 
if you're using him as a in theory hybrid, but really you're drafting him for the motor and the athleticism yeah. to be a yeah. special teams player. And I think there's something there with that. No, that's that's fair. And like he's got a little bit of the speed to power capabilities. Mm-hmm. Like there's a little bit to develop. Hell yeah, and, like, thanks, you, AJ. You're welcome. And, and I agree. He looks like fairly comfortable dropping into coverage. He's not. It's a good pick. Thank you. Okay, who's your super sleeper? Uh, you're gonna hate my super sleeper, Rob. It, it's again. I don't even like him. <laughs> maybe maybe late draftable. I'm banking on uh, fucking athleticism, baby. Casey Twohill from Stanford. Uh, okay, you know what? I almost put him. Okay, I thought you <laughs> thought you're gonna hate it. But okay, no, I six four. T- I don't two fifty. Like, I think he's like yeah. a poor man's Carter Coughlin. I feel like a lot of the same things about him. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like obviously, uh, Tessa maybe the best at age, best spark at least. Uh, you see the athleticism on tape. Um, you see that burst, the closing speed. Another guy, good motor, high effort yeah, guy. That, exactly. Yeah, uh, another guy who like he doesn't look bad dropping into coverage. Um, he also is just like a like a late later Kurt Coughlin. Yeah, like you, he's Coughlin. he's gonna be a hybrid, and you're just you're you're banking on special teams for him. Yeah, for no, for real, because I mean, I think his eyes are good. He's he's I think he's a smart football player. Can't defend the run at all, but because he's just not strong enough. No, but again, yeah, like you said, um, if you're really late, like I got a seventh round grade on him. I'm I'm not afraid to draft him really oh, late. Oh, flexed. Big flex, baby. <laughs> I got the cojones for it. Yeah, spe- you should be a legit contributor on special teams, maybe. Uh, my super sleeper is uh, a Michigan man, actually. Your boy. Mike Dana. Dana. Yeah. Dana. 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 Mike Dana, my boy. Um, mainly because I think if he didn't transfer from Central Michigan to Michigan, mm-hmm. he would have he ended up... At, Maybe not at the Senior Bowl, but at least at the Combine, which I'm still pretty surprised he wasn't at. Cause he, you know what? That's a, that's a good take. Because, like, he was more high-profile at Central Michigan. Yeah, like. he dominated the MAC, and then, obviously, mm-hmm. he, he used his grad transfer year to take it up to the Big Ten, and he was a rotational player at Michigan because of the depth yeah. there. And whatever. And, like, I think people kind of forgot about him. And then he had a really great East-West Strand game week. Mm-hmm. And I think he was arguably – like, he was one, one of the – three best defenders there and he's probably gonna go undrafted he wasn't at this uh, at the combine yeah uh and like when you factor in like the covid stuff with that it's you don't get the medicals you don't see the and, and there's no pro day for testing so i think a lot of those guys do end up going undrafted so i think you can get mike dana undrafted and he's a guy who i like his um his ability in the run game he's 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 pretty powerful at the point of attack despite lacking some length uh, he's got heavy mitts. He doesn't add much as a pass rusher. You're not gonna, he's not going to wow you with like speed um, and bend around the edge. and he, He's not going to bull rush anybody. But he, he's got active hands that, that can push the pocket a little bit. Um, but the motor and, and what he adds as a run defender, it, it interests me. Going going back like to Tuhul quickly and your, uh, your COVID talk, it's like because he was at the combine and because mm-hmm. he tested so well, I wonder if like – if teams, you know, before the combine or like even after the combine, you saw him like he's like okay, he's borderline, he's like a priority UDFA maybe, maybe now because so many guys couldn't test, he gets pushed up and gets drafted, right? No, I think that's definitely a, a factor. There's it's going to be very very different. It's going to be very very weird, and I yeah. think we'll we'll I mean not only will we feel it in the broadcast with how, how it sounds like the draft's going to go down, but with how how the picks play out, and I think there's going to be a lot of guys who are overdrafted and underdrafted because of it 
And yeah. like teams are gonna miss big because of it too. I I, yeah. I think at least. Yeah, no, I, I think so too. And like I think the the UDFA process is probably gonna be slower this year. Yeah, for sure. Talk, for sure. With that too, it right? will be. Yeah. Because yeah, they're gonna be. they're gonna have to Oh, here's the train, but because uh, yeah, they're not gonna be able to have the guys in, and there's not gonna be relationships with them already to like kind of be like, yeah. hey, AJ, I was at like, remember me? I'm the Northeast scout for whoever. I was at your pro day. We talked. We'll give you one year, two hundred fifty mil. I mean, two hundred fifty thousand. <laughs> well, Where do I sign, Rob? For you, AJ, two fifty. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> anyway, uh, who's your wild card? Uh, I went. I went with AJ Eponisa. Me too. Even though I, I, I almost put Gross Matos here. Uh, it's just, yeah. I mean, obviously, we, we, we saw his combine, tested really poorly, ran what a five hundred four or something. But the tape still says he's a first round guy. I think the thing is that makes him such a wild card is before the season he was like very much in the conversation with Chase Young. He was, yeah. And then. Obviously, Chase Young took it up a notch, but like it's not like Epinesa had a bad year, and, and like for the most part was considered to be a, a, at least a top twenty pick. I think generally a top fifteen pick. Um, yeah. And then the combine, it's like then you have all the people coming out of the uh, out of the the shed in the backyard. Oh, Epinesa always was a third round guy on tape, but then okay, sh- sure, whatever. Uh, and then you, but you go back to the tape. Um, which I did, and then it's like he to me he still has arguably the second best tape in yeah. this class, um, and I just not, I'm not going to ignore that, even though it could bite me. I you you do notice the lack of athleticism at times, um, and, and it definitely caps his ceiling, but the floor is really high still. I think, and if you just get him with the right defensive coach in the right rotation. Um, that takes advantage of what he can do on the inside and how violent and heavy his hands are and how he can win with leverage and he's such a strong run defender. Uh, like, maybe he's never yeah. going to be a 15-sack guy. Like, Chason uh, definitely has a way, way, way higher ceiling, but yes. Epinesa, like, I think arguably is a hard four. Uh, yeah, no, I think you can definitely argue that. I I wouldn't fight you on that. Like, And, like, yeah, he was he didn't test well and you can see the athletic limitations. But, like... His get-off isn't that bad. Like, it's average. Yeah, so it doesn't stand out. I think more so what stands out um, when you f- think about his, his lack of athleticism is closing. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he's a guy who's going to be very disruptive. And he's going to yeah. get in the backfield a lot, but maybe he doesn't finish. Like, I, I noticed that when I did the Minnesota game. Um, he got home, I think, twice lining up as a one-tech. But yeah. lining up at the edge, on the edge... Um, it was like he had like four or five pressures where he just didn't quite get there. And, and you could see that he just doesn't quite have the juice to, to consistently close. Um, and, and he does struggle with bend. Like he doesn't have much bend. Yeah. He he's can be pretty stiff and not get his hips around. Uh, and, and you do notice that. But that's why you just have to take advantage of what he does do well. Because I think he's going to be a really high-end run defender. You could yep. kick him inside on passing downs, even um, if you get the like right rotation around him. Like I, I don't know, I just I really like him. I, I, like if you're getting him at the top of the second round, uh, I'm still really comfortable with it. Yeah, uh, I, I like Obviously. him a lot. He's one of my favorite players on tape, and I 
I've been bitten the ass before when I bet on Tapo, uh, despite lack of athleticism, and uh, I will be again because I probably weigh tape too heavily. <laughs> but to be fair, though, uh, like I, I know his upside's not that high, but uh, his floor is pretty strong, man. Like you said, he's going to be a really good run defender. I think he's a really smart football player. He works his ass off. He's got a great motor. Uh, so like all those things, those things are gonna translate. And I kind of wish because I thought he was heavy, he'd be heavier than two seventy five, and I think he might have mm. cut weight for the combine, and it just didn't. Yeah. The combination of he's still not like I'll, I'd love this guy to play at two eighty two eighty five. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And like you said, kicking him inside on uh, on third down, that's really interesting too. Mm-hmm. I still like Epinesa a lot. So me too. He's just not. J.J. Watt or whoever Bleacher Report said he was before the season. Yeah. I think it was J.J. Watt. Uh, okay, you want to hit us with your 10-6 uh, to 6 edge? Yeah, let's let's do it. Uh, so, number 10 for me, uh, I think one of your boys. I got him in the mid to late third round. Darrell Taylor from Tennessee. Uh, number 9 for me from Florida. I got him in the mid third. Uh, Jabari Zuniga. Finish your uh, drink. I'm impressed uh, that we got one here because it's such a like all over the place class. Yeah, especially when I got Zach Bond in the group and you don't. Good job, us. Um, yeah, mid, mid third round grade on him. Then there's a bit of a jump for me from from Zuniga to uh, his teammate Jonathan Grenard at number eight, who I got in the late second round. Um, I think we're both pretty big fans of his. I'm gonna uh, tell you right now, he's my favorite player in the draft, and I have him stupid high compared to you. But okay, I think we're both high on him compared to a, a lot of people, though. We'll, we'll get where, into Grenard. where do you have him? Sorry. Late second round grade. No, I think that's generally where he's thought of. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, and then number seven for me, Zach Bond. I got a mid to late seven round, uh, seventh. Wow. Mid to late second round grade on him. Uh, we'll do Zach Bond next week because it's more fun. And <laughs> number six for me is Josh Uji, who I got a mid second round grade on. And a guy I, I kind of really love. Okay. Uh, for me, 10, I have Bradley Anaya from Utah. Uh, 81st on my board mm-hmm. with an Everson Griffin comp. Whoa. Nine, I have Jabari Zaniga. 79th on my board with a Matt Judon comp. Eight, I have Darrell Taylor. 77th on my board with a Whitney Merciless comp. Seven, Josh Uche. 60th on my board with a Bruce Irvin comp. Six, Yutur Gross Matos. Uh, 51st on my board with a Ziggy Ansa comp. Who do you want to start with here? Uh, and I? Yeah, sure. You don't like him. I like him. Um, give me, give me, I, uh, give me a pass rusher. Who wins with leverage and, and violent hands and can defend the run. Okay, so hold on. Let, let me get into this because we might as well do it anyways. My uh, my eleventh is Curtis Weaver, a late third. My my my. my, my oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go. Okay. Uh, Twelve for me, Julian Okwara, late third. And Anai is my 13th, who's also a late third-round grade. So those three guys are really tight for me, and they're not far off uh, Taylor at all. Yeah, because I have I have a Quora 11 and Weaver 12, both mm-hmm. also in like that same range, and then obviously I don't have Bond, so it's like kind of on par. Yeah. Um, so I, you, I, it turns out you don't actually hit Anai. It just lines up slightly different. Yeah, I moved him up a lot more, especially like – in the like, I know he shouldn't do it, but in the context of this uh, this class, it kind of helped him a bit. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I get that. I think he's safe. Like, yeah, yeah. When a lot of guys aren't, um, he's not the greatest athlete in the world, uh, and he doesn't have the most bend. But 
mm-hmm. he's a very uh, technically sound, and I think he 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 at least can be. Uh, um, I think he, but I'm. I, I think he can be a starting edge in the league. He's a really good run defender. Yeah. Um, Despite like not being the most massive guy in the world. Yeah. No, for sure. And like, I, I like his motor's solid, but he, he plays really hard, which I appreciate. Yeah. He seems like he's a t- like he he's got some nasty to him. Yeah. Where we always praise that on the O line. I love it on the D line too. Where too. he just I, seems like he's gonna be a real asshole. And like there is a little, a couple flashes of like the, the, the quick get off and the upfield explosion, but it, it's it's inconsistent. So I like, again, I'm not too far off from you, and I I can see why you like him. Okay, Zaniga, I think is interesting because yep. he ended up testing better than I was, uh, or not not better than I was expecting, but because the rest of the class didn't test that well, mm-hmm. his testing really stood out. Um, yeah, and he's a guy who I love how much he played inside at Florida. Mm-hmm. They kicked, especially um, the year before when they they had uh, Polite and CC uh, Jefferson, <laughs> and they played because CC Jefferson was like a five star. Um, he, I forgot he, about CC. He had like the worst combine. <laughs> Somehow like, he was worse at the combine than Polite. God. Yeah, uh, but I love how much he played inside uh, as a junior. Um, mm-hmm. Really high effort guy. Pretty like pretty good athlete, obviously. He wins with leverage a lot. Um, he just seems safe. He he fits in the mold. Yeah. Like I got that Matt Judon comp where it's like I think maybe it takes a year or two for him to really find a role. But if he lands on the right team, he's gonna end up a, a consistent um, contributor. You, you know, what? I I agree. Like he feels safe, but like he's also got some upside because yeah. of that athleticism. Yeah. For sure. And like I I think like like first of all, he's really long and really well built. He's six three, two sixty four, so like that that's a check mark there. And then you add that with the athleticism, like we said. And like like he's not the cleanest uh pass rush or anything, but there's there's still a lot there and like again, um like his first step is really good. He's quick off the line. Weirdly he's a tad slow reaction to the snap, which I thought he, he, he's a, he he he's like yeah. he's explosive, but he is slow off the snap. It's kinda weird. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is kind of. Weird. I noticed with some of these guys in this in this class. Like, though. I think if you watch them, like, he's a better athlete than Grenard, but Grenard's faster off the snap. Yeah, no, that's a good point. So, like, with him, with Zaniga, like, like he's he's. I think he's gonna be a solvable player, and then you're you're getting the flashes in the upside with him too. So there's it's like a double edged good sword there. Mm-hmm. Um, Darrell Taylor, mm-hmm. I think a Senior Bowl and Combine could have helped him a lot. Obviously, he didn't get didn't participate in either um but the size i think he came in larger than i was expecting almost 6'4 267 and he's just like so well put together like he's thick strong build i love his and some length yeah and i love his first step i love his motor he plays with his hair on fire he's got some bend to him um he 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 can win with like clean ass speed speed rush uh even though he's kind of he's he's got some more thickness to his frame than some of these other guys he needs to be more consistent in the, in the run game uh, i think i think part of the problem is too often he tries to make the play when he needs to set up someone else to make the play mm. uh, and that just comes back to edge setting and i also want to get more powerful at the point of attack i'd really like to see him playing uh uh three four edges like yeah. if he ends up opposite of a of a guy who's very much like big time I think like, like Darrell Taylor's gonna win if he gets a lot of one on ones. No, that's a good point. And like, like the, the the pass rush upside with him, like 
it's not consistent, but you see the flashes. I think you, you, you probably sell him more than I did. I'm not that much lower on him, though. No. But I, I think I like him more as a run defender than you do. So I, I think it's a little give and take. I think it, like he's strong enough. Um, he needs to do better at, sh- like you kind of hinted at, shedding and making the tackle. I think you kind of said that. But, I, no, I think, like, I don't want to call – like, he's 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 almost, like, not like Zaniga, but, like, he's kind of safe. And I, I there's some upside. That's why, like, this edge – someone's going to go um, after – okay, let, let's – I know it's a little off topic, but I mm-hmm. think clearly Chase Young and Chase On are going to be gone in the top, what, 15? Yeah. Someone's going to have to go in the second half of the first round just because there's no way another guy won't. It's probably going to be Gross Matos. Then yes. I think it's going to get really interesting. Uh, I don't know that anyone else goes in the first round. But I, th- I think, again, because of how important pass rushers are, it's going to be really interesting to see um, how early some of these guys go just because they're needed. Yeah. Which And then, in turn, pushes some of these top receivers down, some of these tackles, the, the positions we're loaded at. Uh, yeah. It's just going to be very interesting. It's very, uh, like, I wouldn't be shocked if Curtis Weaver, who's in neither of our top tens, ends up going over, like, half the edges in my top ten. <laughs> yeah, people, like, I like Weaver, but, like, they he, they played him weird, and then I, I didn't like him as much this year, it felt like. He's also a young player, which kind of surprised me. He's, like, only 21. Um, uh, yeah, but yeah, he seems like a guy that and like he had a really nice three cone, which which kind of surprised me. So there's some upside there. I I, I can see him sneaking up, and it seems like some lot some people have him like the late mm-hmm. second round. And so. and I I think the same way about Aquara too. Like, yeah, yeah. Some some are higher on him than both of us are, and the length and he's clearly really he he's much more raw than some of these other guys. Yeah, but there's a lot of upside there. Um, it's just a very all over the place uh, group. Um, Josh Uche. Yeah, let's do Josh Uche. I think I, everyone loves Josh Uche. That's my first takeaway. I good because they should. I, <laughs> I I I'm gonna want. Do you do you think he's a second round lock in the, in yeah. the draft? Yeah. Okay. All right. I I hope he is. I, I want I him to Pittsburgh at 49. Him. I would love that. I mean, he's like. I see. I think he's better than Zach Bond. I do too. And I, I'm not like not far, not not a, not heads and shoulders, but I think he's better, and they do similar things. I think he's a better pass rusher than Bond for sure. Me too. Bond's a little more experienced um, dropping. Yes. And maybe a little more fluid. Uche, I think, is the better special teams player. Um, mm-hmm. If I think who who's like I I honestly this might be kind of crazy, but like. Like, Josh Uche feels like a sure thing, even though he's a second-round guy. Like, at minimum, I know I'm getting a guy who's going to be in the NFL for 10 years, whether that's in a consistent starting role, maybe not. But, like, he, he just he reminds me of Bruce Irvin in the way where he, okay, yeah, he totally lacks size. Yeah. But he's such a great athlete coming forward and has a pass rusher and plays so hard. Has yep. natural bend, natural leverage that uh, he can get under tackles so easily. Um, and, and there are things he needs to improve on. He needs to get stronger in the run game. He's, he needs to improve um, his hand use. But then you factor in that he can also drop, and he's like yep. pretty natural at it. And like Michigan had him do it some. I forget which game it was. It might have been Illinois. Michigan just like had him playing off ball half the time. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, then, again, you factor in special teams upside. He He's a guy who I think coaches are just going to love. And he could end up going, like, I'm not shocked if he goes before my Steelers get to him at 49. So Yeah, I, I think he could be, like, a low-key, sneaky sleeper over the next couple um, – riser over the next couple weeks. And like you said, like, he, he, there's so much strength in that 6'1", 245 package, like – I think it was also that Illinois game. Like, they lined him up, like, just over the guard and center and let him A-gap blitz. And, like, he's pushing guards into the quarterback's lap. Like He plays he just so hard. Yeah, mean, with his hair on fire. I love Josh Uche. Yeah, I, I lo- kind of love that you said he's you feel so comfortable with him. Um, because, yeah, it feels like he can do a lot. And, like, like he needs to develop a bit as a pass rusher. But th- his ability to use speed to power is so impressive. His hands feel so like his initial uh, hit pop with his hands just like so strong. He's got power right? behind him for sure. Yeah, and he's despite not being the biggest guy in the world. Yeah, no, that's why. Yeah, it's so much strength in that package, and he's a lightning get off. That leverage, baby. Yeah, exactly. He's a great leverage player, and like you said, like pretty natural as a linebacker. Like he misses his first step a bit, but that with his athleticism, he makes up for it, which is pretty impressive. His landing spot's super interesting. Yeah, it is. I, I hope they don't just pigeonhole him at edge. but Or at off ball. Like, Would that shock you? I'd, I'd rather put him as a straight edge than an off ball. Me too. But yeah, that wouldn't, wouldn't shock That's me. why I want him in, in Pittsburgh because with the both the need at, like with Bud Dupree being a free agent after this year, again, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know if Pittsburgh's going to cash out for him, uh, they can play him at both because, again, inside linebacker next to Devin Bush is kind of open. Have him rotate with Vince Williams and kind of provide some refreshment for Bud Dupree. I think would be really interesting. No, when you said that in last show, I, I love that fit a lot I'm too. I'm a genius. Uh, did anybody else in your rankings here you want to hit? Uh, no, we'll do Grenard when when uh, when you get to and him. And we'll do Gross Matos when you get to him. Okay. Uh, so let's jump. Number five for me uh, from Alabama, Terrell Lewis. Finish your drink. Mid- oh, mid-second round grade for me. Uh, actually, I have Uchi, uh, Terrell Lewis, and Gross Matos really close. They grade out so evenly for me. Uh, and Gross Matos is my number four. Uh, mid-second round grade as well. The, the, those three are really, really tight, and there's a slight little drop to Bond. And then from Gross Matos up, we got a slight jump to uh, AJ Eponese at number three. I got a real first-round grade on him. Late late first-round grade. Me too. And I think we're, we're finishing our drinks the rest of the way. Yeah. Uh, number two. K. Levon Chason from LSU, uh, top twenty grade, which is a uh, doesn't mean he's in my you know my twentieth ranked player. It means he's a true top twenty in any class. Really interesting guy. I'm excited to talk about him. And of course, we already talked about him. Chase Young, number one, uh, true top five grade. Is he the highest graded player for you? Yeah. Who's second? Is it is it Burrow for you too or no? Yeah, it's Burrow right now, and okay. uh, I think it's Derek Brown. Or Okuda. I can't remember. Mm, Anyways. Makes sense. Uh, okay. Uh, five for me, like I said. Terrell Lewis uh, from Alabama. 39th on my board. Sean Merriman, Pro Comp. Lights it. Love it. Thank you. Uh, four is, this is the big thing. This is where I have Jonathan Grenard. He's maybe my favorite player in the entire draft. Uh, 28th on my board. Love it. Zadarius Smith Comp, who's one of my favorite players in the NFL. Um, yep. three AJ Epinesa, twentieth on my board. Eric Armstead comp, two Clevon Chase on thirty or thirteenth on my board. Alden Smith, shout out to the comeback. 
pro comp. Whoa. And then one, Chase Young, number one player on my board, Julius Peppers, pro comp. Let's start with, I mean, the Chase Young comps are always interesting. It's, it feels like everyone's Peppers are Mario Williams, right? Uh, clowny. Uh, clowny. But my issue, mine was clowny. He's uh, just too too much. Like, he's already, I think, a better pass rusher than Clowny. <laughs> I, think, I think that's fair. You know what's funny, though? He's I think not clowny the got... athlete of Miles Garrett, so I don't love that comp either. Yeah. yeah, no, that's fair. I think Clowney got better as a pass rusher this year, even though like he only had like three sacks, which is he's of more disruptive. Yeah, he's disruptive, but he's not. I don't know. He's gonna end up on the Titans for like two years, thirty Coming back to or something. Seattle. Coming he back should. To I, I I think he should. I think he will. To be honest, it, it, I think it's Seattle or Tennessee. Anyways, uh, let's start with Terrell Lewis because really interesting guy. Obviously, couldn't really stay on the field at Alabama. I think if he wasn't. So banged up at Alabama, he'd be kind of he'd be so much more in the conversation conversation with Grossman Toss as the third edge off the board in the first round, or or just potentially the fourth guy, and he ends up in the first round. I think so too, and like like not just because there's more eyes on him, but with more playing time, he'd become a better football player. Um, because like okay, first of all, he's six five two sixty two carries that weight like stupid well. I thought he was gonna be so much skinnier or so much yeah, lighter. He, He's got long legs. He's like a high cut player. Like, exactly. I, I think he could easily add weight and carry it really well. Like, if he added 15 pounds, he'd probably look like this. Look like the same guy. And then like almost 34 inch arms. So you you love the physical um, aspect. And then you you throw on the tape. He looks like a very good athlete. Like he's got a big time get off. Uh, weirdly, very good at timing the snap. Bites him in the ass sometimes. Gets cut offside, but. When he, when he times it, he's... he's That's he's like Sean Merriman, just so everyone knows. If you think back to <laughs> when, when Lights Out was on, that guy timed the snap like crazy. Yeah, both of them. So, so like, I, I think there's a lot of, like, like you're drafting the upside because, like, the, the, the flashes are huge with him and, like, there's big-time potential. And, like, like his hands are quick, but, they're again, they're so raw and, like... Well, like, even if you look at what he did at the Senior Bowl, it'd be, like... Yeah, he his you could tell how long and athletic he was. Yeah. He wasn't consistent. It's like if you can put this all together, this is a dude. Yeah, for sure. And like, I think he just needs to like play more under control. Like, just keep his feet under him a little more. Play a little more settled. Like, and I I do think like he's got really good football awareness. I think he's a good IQ guy. I just I think he can easily add weight. I think it would help his game a lot because he needs to get a bit stronger. He's a guy and, uh, who who could really outplay where he lands if he's healthy and develops. Yeah, I like if you were to guess, where do you think he goes? I, I he's gonna he again. I don't know because the medicals, but like let's yeah. assume, assume the medicals are good uh, because of this class. I have a hard time seeing him getting into the top forty. Like See, I, don't, I I don't think he'll be there when Pittsburgh picks at forty nine. Yeah, I don't think he should be. No, uh, I, I, like you said, with the medicals and I don't know. I, I like I could see him going in the third, but I don't think he should. All right, Gross Matos obviously is yeah. kind of the favorite. Like we've said, to be the third edge off the board. Neither of us seem to be that like as high of like. I don't think either of us have him are going to have him on our top thirty or anything. No. Uh, clearly, he's got the size you love. Uh, yeah. At six five two sixty six. Pretty productive at Penn State. Clearly, a really explosive athlete off off the line, um, and he, I think he's really good with his hands. Where I slow down on him a bit is he can disappear for stretches. Yeah. Um, 
he can affect the run game, but it, like it's not consistent. Uh, Strong, stronger lineman overpower him usually. Yeah, I th- also think he's stiff. Like he's, mm-hmm. he struggles to bend. He re- he's got some of that like Montez sweat vibe coming out where it's like yeah he, he's really athletic, really long, um and, and, and uses his hands and length well, but at the same time he's stiff, can't bend as well as you want from a like a that type of pass rusher, um, yeah. and he just is inconsistent and can disappear for long stretches. Yeah, I, I don't like. Yeah, definitely like paired with the consistency. I, I don't think he does anything really, really well right now consistently. No, him like, and that's why him and Terrell Lewis are kind of in the similar boat yeah. where it's like the tools are there, and, and it, if you develop that, those tools, and like there's different things like Matos's consistency uh, and Lewis's injuries. Um, yeah, is the reason they could fall, but I don't. Again, I, I think Grossman has it's he's not gonna fall to the first round just because someone needs to go in the first round. Yeah, I I also feel like I'm not as high on his ceiling as a lot of people seem to be. Me neither. I like Montez Sweat more than I like him. Uh, I yeah, I had a better grade on Montez Sweat, but plus he was just a f- pure freak athlete too, right? But yeah, I, I think tape and athleticism, uh, I think we're better from Sweat. All right, let's 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 talk my boy uh, real quick. Jonathan Grenard, fourth for me. What eighth for you? Uh, yeah, yeah. You have him. Yeah. You have him in a far more realistic range, I think. <laughs> I'm a late second. Yeah, I, I I like him a lot. Louisville transfer. Uh, yeah. Dominated at times for Florida. Battled some injuries. Um, why I love him, you ask AJ. I do. His hands, his hands, his leverage, and his motor. I also think, despite not being an elite athlete. He makes up for it because he plays so freaking hard. He, I think he's explosive yeah. off the snap. Um, he's got a, a handful of pass rush moves. He also affects the run game pretty consistently. Yeah, he can he can get washed a bit in it or uh, try and make the play and let's like in, let, like block shed and crash and it gets bounced outside and he should have set the edge. That'll happen too. Um, yeah. But I just oh AJ, tell me why I'm wrong. <laughs> Okay, no. I, I think the things you said are pretty accurate. I, I, Like you said, I love the motor. He works his ass off every single snap. Let me... A lot of the guys in this class have nice motors. I should say that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, there's not too many guys that dog it, which I do appreciate. Yeah. Like, I got a lot of notes on these guys that are pretty effective uh, backside chase down yeah. tacklers, which I, I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he works his ass off every single snap. I think he's a better athlete than he tested, so I agree with you. Like I think he the short area quickness, pretty good it, three cone. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah, I think the short area quickness and lateral agility is pretty solid. What I, I do like about him is like he uses that a lot to like do little stutter moves, gets the off, offensive line off balance. Then he's got like a pretty good inside counter, and he does have some suddenness and explosive to, to him. I, I think his get off is solid. I don't think it's it's amazing. I think he's solid, very good, solid. <laughs> And uh, I think he's a really smart, savvy player. I, I think he's a well-rounded guy. I just don't think the uh, the upside is crazy high with him. But I think you're getting a really solid player. And in the back half of the second round, I, I feel pretty good about that. Hell yeah. The Ravens are going to take him, and he's going to be a star like Sidarius. <laughs> there you uh, go, buddy. Wait, wouldn't you hate that? Yeah. but I make you happy? At the end of the day, this uh, Jonathan, I love Jonathan Grinard more than I love my Steelers. <laughs> 
I don't know what it is. It's just I love him so much. I I'm a sucker for pass rush repertoire mm-hmm. and combo moves and counters. I love hands. That's pretty weird. Uh, don't don't yeah. clip that one, producer James. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make any comments. But I love um, hands. Uh, all right, and, and that's probably why I love AJ Epinesa too. Um, sure. We talked Epinesa already. Chason. Uh, just quickly, if Epinesa ends up on a team that's like consistently willing to kick him inside, mm-hmm. I think he can be a very, very impactful player early. I like. I would love to see him on a team like New England. Yeah, I like. I, I want him. Like, I don't want to see him get stuck with like a poor franchise and like a bad roster, and he's just like, you know, expectations for him get get overwhelming, and he just gets lost in the. In the sauce, as you said last week, or something. It's a good line. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'd love to see him. Just like on a like a, like a nice addition to an already solid defensive line, and like you said, like smart team that's willing to kick him inside. I, I think he can be uh, impactful early too. Okay, Chase on the most natural athlete in the class. So uh, interesting. Most explosive and has a ton of bend. Uh, he has. Not the most upside, but if you got rid of Chase Young, just because Chase Young's Chase Young, clearly yep. has the second most upside in the class. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, he didn't test, so I'm going to drop him off my board. Just kidding. You can see a legit big-time athlete he, on the field. Like, and, he, he also playing in a hybrid role. Like, he, he played yeah. in coverage and was super natural and smooth. Like, yeah. he could play that role. And he said um, he he's – He's a football player, not a pass rusher. Like he is clearly willing to do whatever he's asked to do. Um, yep. Now I would love him to pass rush all the time, but you might get the most out of him playing him in that uh, kind of hybridy role where he's sticking his hand in the dirt on on third downs and, and mm-hmm. pin his ear back and going. Uh, but also like because you can you see him like I forget which game it was, but he was like covering a wheel route. Like thirty yards downfield and having no trouble. Yeah, I was I was actually pretty shocked when I threw on the tape how comfortable and confident he was dropping the coverage, like you said. And then like rushing the passer, like 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 you know, his hands are like angry, like 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 he's got a nice chop, but like they're a little wild. Like he doesn't know how to use them perfectly yet. So like unlocking that would be huge for his uh, upside and potential. And like, uh, like obviously he's bendy. He's a, he's agile. He can dip and go around the corner. I, I think he just like you know just get more refined with his pass rush plan and like get stronger. And I think his frame, he's he's six three two fifty four. He's only retro sophomore too. I think he can add weight pretty easily too. Like I, I'm not I'm not asking to add major weight, but another five pounds would be helpful. And like the thing is, you mentioned his hands. It's like not that he. He has like he does not have weak hands or anything like no no he just needs to develop that a little bit more and it's like the yeah. same thing with talking about him as a run defender he needs to add strength but he's not a guy who's like getting you gashed in the run game yeah you know what else I kind of love about him he's like he's just a really active player like he's always working his ass he's off. another he's guy who's fighting. got a huge motor yeah fighting to get to the football every single snap he, he doesn't stop until the whistle I, I appreciate that a lot. And especially when you're a guy, he's a guy that you're you're trying to bank upside. Not that, not saying he's a poor player right now or anything, but when they show that they're working their asses off, you, you just feel a little bit more comfortable mm-hmm. um, trying to project that type of player. I think he's like pretty clearly a top fifteen guy. He might not go in the top fifteen, yeah, um, but he's not getting past like the Cowboys. Uh, definitely, I don't think he does. 
I, I think he could go as early as 11 to the Jets even. I think, yeah, I think that feels like his range. Like 11 Unless to a team, 17? 17, yeah. 18 yeah. If, if he's there for the Dolphins. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I don't even think the Cowboys pass on him, I don't to be think, honest. I don't think they should. There's no one at bigger need that's worth that pick. Uh, agreed. And he'd be like pretty great uh, complimenting to Marcus Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Okay, we uh, we talked a lot of Chase Young already. He's clearly the best player in the draft. Freak of nature. Uh, over under eight and a half sacks. Without knowing uh, where he ends up or if this season's even happening. <laughs> so, uh, his rookie year, so it might, it might be in 2021. Uh, his rookie year, he gets 10 sacks. In Washington, I, I, I see that happening too. Yeah, me too. Okay, AFC South uh, draft preview. AJ, uh, you're Bill O'Brien. You're the Houston Texans. Tell us what you got. I really got into Bill O'Brien's mind here, which is a scary place. So this is a terrible mock. Uh, at 240, that sounds weird. Second round pick number 40. Where would the first round pick go? I don't know. Um, <laughs> Where'd this second round pick come from? I don't I have no idea. They're just falling in my lap, Rob. I don't know what's happening to them. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm getting their Jadavion Clowney replacement because they need it. Um, and it's a guy we talked about. And you said, I think you actually said his floor is 40. Uh, Terrell Lewis from Alabama. I think putting him on the other side of, like, just, like I don't know, first I, of all, I think they're going to. Yeah, I think they're going to draft upside. Uh, putting him opposite of uh, Whitney Merciless. Like, you don't need him to be super impactful his rookie year at all. Um, Jacob Martin's not bad. Maybe maybe Jacob Martin shines a little more this year, hopefully, for them, for their sake. You do sound <laughs> like Bill O'Brien. See, I totally I got wait for the next one. I think it's in it. I I, I kind of unlock this. So I think the Lewis pick there at forty makes a lot of sense. I, I think that's a good fit for Lewis too. I think it's a win win for both sides. Um, the other second round pick number fifty seven. Whoa, where did DeAndre Hopkins go? Uh, I guess they got to get a wide receiver. This is a receiver that I don't, I don't know. They paid Randall Cobb a lot. Yeah, I know it's weird, but uh, you, you'll see why it makes sense for Bill O'Brien. Uh, it's a guy with a lot of upside that I, I, I wouldn't take in the second round. Donovan Peoples-Jones, who I think would be an interesting fit there. The height, weight, speed guy. He's pure uh, pure upside. He's not going to be great his rookie year at all. I think that's an interesting fit. Like I looked at all the receivers, and like if they should get one at 91 or weight or whatever. Um, or get one here, obviously. Um, overdrafted, I think, in my opinion. But I like the fit. I, I think the fit makes the most sense of the group. And again, uh, if DPJ washes out of the league in a couple years, that's a good place for him to do it. I used him in a very similar range for a different team in the division. Ah, exciting. Okay. And then at 91, uh, in my opinion, they make a smart pick. and They get a guard. Shane Lemieux uh, from Oregon. You need to add another guard there. The offensive line, yeah, you spent a lot of picks there, but uh, it got a, it got better. But, but yeah, you, you, get... you, uh, opposite Max Sharping. Guard, yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. You need another one. And uh, I think... Like I think Lemieux is a like a pretty solid player. Get him in there. Um, maybe not week one starter, but uh, later in the season you can put throw him in. I I think down the road just a competent guy. Okay, I got the Colts. No first round pick, but two second round picks. Which, hey, they could package for a quarterback. So don't count that Ooh. out. But sticking and picking thirty fourth uh, with uh, thanks to Washington receivers their biggest need. I think we both agree. Yeah. And they're just going to have to take the best guy available, whoever falls out of the first round and yep. is there. 
Uh, Brandon Ayuk from Arizona State can play inside or outside. Gives them a big yak playmaker, which I think can make him an instant impact type guy. But he can also stretch the field. Um, I think he's a smoother route runner than a lot of people thought at first. And he's also you know got what? a huge wingspan. Yeah, I I mean, I'm still really high on him. It seem, it almost seems like draft Twitter is souring on him a bit right now. Oh, really? I haven't been, like, paying attention. I, I've seen a couple things that, like, they're moving him down a bit, like maybe into, like, the later half of the second round. I, I, I like him in the range that you have him around. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, especially, like, who's jumping him? You know what I, I mean? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, Anyways. I, like, just... Talking receivers kind of in this range, like KJ Hamler is a similar range, but like I think Ayuk fits the Colts better. I, I think Ayuk's a better player, and I think he fits the Colts better, but I wouldn't be shocked if Hamler goes ahead of him. I also, like, I think Michael Pittman Jr. could go this high. Stupid, stupid high? Yeah. I don't know. You're the one low on him. I'm in on him. I am low on him. Yeah, I got I uh, gotta go back and do more. Forty fourth, their other second round pick. Corner, they they cut Pierre Desir. They signed Xavier Rhodes. That's kinda up in the air. <laughs> uh I think corner's their second biggest need probably. Uh Jalen Johnson, really technically sound, physical press mm-hmm. press man guy. I think you could plug in. Him and Rockison give you two young uh physical corners on the outside. Uh and then third round Get another. You you really shored up your interior with DeForest Buckner. Um, yeah. Justin Houston's a free agent after the year, so get get an edge guy now. Chemical Torres battled some injuries. Taekwon Lewis battled some injuries. Um, Jabal Sheard's a free agent, so get get a guy like Zaniga who is kind of has got some Jabal Sheard to him. He can play inside, can play outside. Um, he can stand up. He can move around. Uh, and he's got a little bit of athletic upside. That's a good fit. Okay, Jaguars. Uh, they have needs everywhere, kind of right now. <laughs> they're 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 clearly in the in the old tank. Uh, at number nine in the first round, I I think you just let the best player on the board fall to you. I Sorry, agree. you take or the take, best player yeah. that, that falls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm trying to say. Uh, I'm taking Derek Brown at nine. I think that it, it just it's in the Josh Allen mold, right from last year. They they almost feel like cut from the same cloth, as in like. High effort guys on the field, uh, good locker room guys. And we saw this team have a really poor locker room very recently, especially on the defensive side of the ball. So if you keep just picking the best player that, that's that's on the board at the time, um, adding to that defense, and, and ideals a need now. So I think that that's a perfect fit. Um, if he's there, I, I, we talked about last week, if, if it's Kinlaw or Brown, um, I go Brown for them uh, just because – He's a little, he's safer, obviously, and I, uh, I, I think I just, I like that presence for the Jaguars. Um, they have another first round pick because they traded Jalen Ramsey, uh, so it's number twenty from the Rams. I, it's a little, it's a little bit of a weird range here. They, they need to get a DB with this pick, though. I think they're kind of in a strange position to get the, to get a corner. I would rather wait till forty two to get my corner. Uh, so I want to take the best safety, Xavier McKinney from Bama. Uh, pair him with his old teammate, Ronnie Harrison. I think just having a versatile presence at the back end of the defense, smart guy. I, again, it's kind of character building for this defense. I think that now you have like someone on each level that uh, that can just be like a, a little quarterback. I, I think that's how they just have to keep building this team. And I think if Doug Marone sold himself, that's, that's what they're doing. Uh, 42, this is where I get my corner in the second round. Uh, I took A.J. Terrell from Clemson. L- longer guy. 
I think in that range is a good pick. I think I'd rather have him there than reach on a guy at 20 for them. Unless CJ Henderson falls somehow. Then then I'm running to the podium for Henderson at 20, even though maybe not that locker room guy that I talked Well, you know what I mean, the effort guy that I talked about with Derek Brown. Um, so, uh, you got to add two pieces to the secondary early in, in, the, in the first four picks for sure. Then at 73, they could go a couple different ways in the third round. Um, wide receivers a need, but I'm like... Why take the, I don't know, 15th best wide receiver maybe knowing this class? Or take the best tight end in the class. And the Jacksonville Jaguars fucking love tight ends. They signed Tyler Eifert. They overdrafted Isaiah Oliver. James O'Shaughnessy will still make the team probably. Uh, I'm going to take Adam Troutman from Dayton. Josh Get, Oliver. Yeah. Not Isaiah. Oh, fuck. I knew I was like, I was, I was, I was doing this mock. I'm like, I'm going to say Isaiah. Josh Oliver. A worse player than Isaiah Oliver. Uh, anyways, get Adam Troutman. Uh, get 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 Minshew another reliable pass catcher. Guy that can develop into a pretty legit tight end one. Hey, look, you're you're happy again, Jacksonville. You have tight ends, so hell yeah. Okay, uh, Titans, um, who are pretty up in the air. I think at twenty nine. Yeah. But after trading Jarrell Casey, I think that's where you go. Whether it be, mm-hmm. I, I went Neville Gallimore, but it could also be Ross Blacklock. I went back and forth a little bit. I went Gallimore just because he's got experience playing more. Uh, they both played kind of all over, but um, Gallimore is a little heftier. Yeah. And uh, I think it spent more time playing some nose and playing uh, just kind of all over. Um, stick him with Jeffrey Simmons. Uh, That's so much fun. I know. Just the athletic upside. Simmons is so already awesome, and Gallimore can develop next to him. Second round corner is a need. Uh, they have lacked size and physicality on the outside. Mm-hmm. They uh, Logan Ryan's a free agent. Uh, Damon Arnett, I know he didn't test all that well, but he's so friggin' physical. I love him as a press man guy. I think he'd be a really good Titans fit. And then yeah. third round, I mentioned I have DPJ. Uh, going somewhere, this is where I have him landing with the Titans. Corey Davis, a free agent. Uh, I think they have to decide on his fifth-year option still, but uh, then he's free agent. Um, Adam Humphreys is a true slot guy. A.J. Brown is clearly the wide receiver one, does a bit of both. But get DPJA to add some speed on the outside. If Corey Davis doesn't work out, which he hasn't really so far, yeah, DPJ can potentially be uh, one of your top three wide receivers. Fair enough. Uh, see, I, I think he's going to go earlier, but he shouldn't. Like that—that's the range I'm comfortable with him. In, but I think he's going to yeah, go for Fetch. No, that's fair. Um, there, there's going to be a receiver at this point on the board for them to look at. Those kind of my thought. No, no, for sure. I mean, uh, like I like that third round receiver value, but yeah, it's going to be. I, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm just so excited for the fucking draft. I want to see how, like we talked about before, I just want to see how these receivers fall and where they, they end up. Hell yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, folks. Uh, tune in next time for AFC West and linebackers.